Rams running back Kyron Williams is set to miss time. What will L.A. do at the running back's position? Cornerback Darion Kendrick was arrested. We have the latest on that. And horns up, horns down. That's coming up next here on Locked on Rams. You are Locked on Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Ramley, and welcome to another episode of Locked On Rams, your daily podcast covering your 3-3 three three Los Angeles Rams, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're also available over on YouTube, so if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the Locked On Rams YouTube channel. I'm trying to get to 10,000 subscribers, so be sure to hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, hit that like button, and let us know. What do you want to see the Rams do with Kyron Williams out? My name is Doug McKay. My friends call me D-Mac. I've been covering LA sports for over a decade. Sports Illustrated, 24-7 Sports, Dodgers Nation, and the Rams 4 Locked On. And as always, I'm joined by the Rams pre-half and post-game show host for the Rams flagship radio station, ESPN 710 LA. He's in his eighth season covering your Los Angeles Rams, the people's champ, Mr. Travis Rogers. You can follow him on X at Travis Rogers. And just a reminder that today's episode of Locked On Rams is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Now, we have a jam-packed show for you today. We got horns up, horns down, our version of winners and losers. We got a big injury update. We're talking about the running back position, what the Rams will do with Kyron Williams, set to miss some time. But first, Travis, we got some breaking news yesterday about Rams cornerback Darion Kendrick, who was stopped for a traffic violation in Los Angeles. Police found a weapon in his car. He was booked at 2.14 a.m. on a felony charge of carrying a concealed weapon. It's going to be very interesting to see what news emerges after this. But, yeah, not good news for Darren Kendrick and this Rams team. No, it's not. And, and you know, listening to Sean McVay talk about it yesterday, he was very, you know, careful to say he doesn't know what's going on yet. He only knows what, you know, is being reported as far as that he was arrested. He was charged with a felony, and he really didn't offer too much beyond that. Um, and, and I think that that's fair. I think that's what most teams would do is say, you know, let's wait and see till we know exactly what's going on. But when you look at this, Darian Kendrick is a starting defensive back for this team. He's out there and plays a lot of snaps for this team, whether or not he's going to be available time will tell. And, and you know, putting all of the stuff aside about what, what he's been charged, it's just whether or not you have one of your players available, I think is something that Sean McVay is going to have to come to grips with, whether or not uh, Raheem Morris has an idea of who you replace him with. I'm sure that there's all sorts of contingencies for if this player is out, whether it's injury or anything else. So I'm sure there is a plan, but we know that this is a position that they are thin at to begin with. And having one of your players at least potentially be unavailable because of something like this is is nothing but bad news. Yeah, they're definitely thin. It's not a team that has a ton of depth. Of course, we'll probably see a heavy dose of Trey Tomlinson get right. more of an opportunity. And Kendrick has played six games, recorded three pass defense, had 25 total tackles. Those are really a key part of the secondary as far as a guy who had a prominent role. Of course, a lot of speculation right now. I kind of have to wait until more information is presented. Sean McVay said all the right things that you would probably expect. And they said that they're gathering information. Right. So he also said the league has been in contact with the team about the arrest. Now, Darren Kendrick does have a history back in 2021, a month after being booted from Clemson. 
He was arrested in South Carolina and he was found sleeping in a car with his gun in his lap. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, the way these situations play out doesn't seem like it's good, but I get the have to have to wait for more information to really emerge until you can really make a determination on this situation. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to jump to any conclusions, but this is a play. Look, here's, here's what I get. This is a 30,000 foot view of what I'm seeing from this. What, the, the Rams don't have problems like this very often, and that's not a coincidence. The Rams do not mess around with stuff like this. And what I'm talking about is just noise from off the field, that if there is noisy stuff from off the field, it gets addressed pretty quickly one way or the other. And I think everybody understands what that means, right? That it either goes away and you get your act together or you don't get to stay here very long. This is a player that has had moments where he's looked pretty good. There are other moments where he has not. And this is going to go firmly into the category of the, the word that football coaches hate to use, distraction. This is a distraction, and football coaches loathe distractions. And look, if this were – this is just the, the reality of it all. If this were Cooper Cup or Aaron Donald or Matthew Stafford – then you have a different policy that if you have a guy that's, you know, barely being able to hold on to a starting job, arguably, to begin with, uh, the, the Rams don't like noise. The Rams don't like messy stuff. And this is both of those things. So if I were Darian Kendrick, I would uh, I hope he has an explanation for what's going on, because otherwise it could get complicated very quickly. Exactly. I think this is a Rams team that they don't like this type of publicity. They don't like this in any nope. form or fashion. And I think they're going to wait. They're going to do their justice and see what happens yep. with it. But yeah, we'll just wait and see what comes of this. Now, some more bad news as far as the roster goes. Kyron Williams, who just had a career day for the Rams, is yeah. set to miss some time. According to Adam Schefter of ESPN, an MRI revealed Williams has a sprained ankle. It's expected to sideline him for week seven against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ian Rappaport, he discussed a grade three PCL sprain. For Ronnie Rivers, he's going to be out four to five weeks. So they're losing some depth at that running back position. They're losing their starting running back. So this is definitely not good news. We're going to kind of talk about what they're going to do in this position. Yeah, look, it, it, it's we, we talked about it yesterday. The everydayers will certainly remember this. That we, we talked about the fact that they finally found something at that position. They finally made a commitment to the running game. Kyron Williams is the first Rams running back since Marshall Falk to have a 150-yard half. He had 154 yards in the second half against Arizona last week, and poof, he's hurt, and he's not available against Pittsburgh. And anybody that's watched football at all over the last you know years and, and decades knows that Angle sprains are no joke. They are the thing that get, that really seems to struggle with, that players seem to struggle with. They linger. They get re-aggravated really easily. So they're going to have to find somebody because the very last thing you want to do is bring him back a little too quickly and have him re-aggravate it and miss even more time. So I think you need to be patient, whether that's with Zach Evans, whether that's with Royce Freeman, whether that's going into the trade market and trying to find somebody on the margins. Uh, but but this is a big deal, especially with Pittsburgh coming to town where you're going to have to run the ball. You're going to want a T.J. Watt to have to have a, you know, play both ends of the pass and the run. You're going to want somebody that understands pass protections the way that Kyron Williams is probably the best at that as well. This is a very big deal for the Rams, a very bad deal for the Rams. 
it is a big deal, and it couldn't come at a worse time because this is a team that made it a point to run the ball in the second half. 25 run plays in the second half, and then their win against the Cardinals. And you talk about their options. Zach Evans did get it in there, their six-round pick. He's someone who has a lot of potential. A lot of those runs, he had a loaded box, didn't have a lot of opportunities. But I think that yeah. is going to be the first move you make. Do you give him a big opportunity on the year? Not a lot of experience, four carries for 10 yards. But he's someone that has a lot of talent. He's got that big play potential. And the concern I have for him, though, he's not known for his pass blocking. So I think you got Royce That's Freeman, it. who they'll call up from the practice squad. And you're going to see both of those guys. You'll see Royce Freeman kind of as your goal line back there. And it's going to be interesting to see you mentioned going externally, because I think this could open the door for possibly going out there and exploring some moves because they were in talks with the Colts, just little conversations it felt like about the availability of a Jonathan Taylor. So it tells you that maybe you want to consider another back. We talked about Rashad Penny a couple of days ago as an option, but some of the guys that are on the streets right now that you could pick up, you got Leonard Floridette, you got Mark Ingram, Ronald Jones, Rex Burkhead, David Johnson, Kenyon Drake, or you could go the former Rams route and try to sign Darrell Henderson. Hendo is not on a team right now, and he knows the system. He knows the culture. You could plug him in right away, and at the very least, you can add him to that practice squad when they elevate Royce Freeman to the 53 man so I think that's a possibility as well I think in the short term for what's coming up in week seven against the Steelers you look at Royce Freeman and you look at Zach Evans and you figure out which of those two guys is the better pass blocker and that's your guy and then and then you figure it out from there because look the biggest issue with these running, it, neither one of these guys is going to go give you 100 yards on the ground. If they do, I'd love to be wrong. That would be a great, that'd be a great one to miss on. What I can't have is have one of these guys miss a blocking assignment and get Matthew Stafford smoked. Th this is the number one thing. I think that because you have running back issues all of a sudden, I wouldn't be surprised if you see a little bit more of two tight end set against the Steelers. And you're going to have to have some guys stay in and help against that Steeler pass rush because without Kyron Williams, bo both as a blocker and both as a pass catcher and a runner, you're going to have some problems back there. And the number one priority when you break every one of those huddles is to make sure that it's blocked up right. And with one guy who hasn't been around very much, another guy who's a rookie and hasn't played very much, those things can get missed pretty easily. If I'm Sean McVay, if I'm getting ready for this game this week, everything I do with those running backs is making sure they understand pass protection. That's a great point. That's why I have some trepidation about playing Evans in that situation. You're a rookie. You're not known for your pass blocking. You got that Pittsburgh ferocious pass yep. rush. That is their strength. So I agree with you 100%. I think this could be a big week for your Oregon Duck, Mr. Royce Freeman, out there getting his opportunity. It'll be interesting yep. from a roster standpoint, him being called up. They're going to keep on that 53-man roster and see where they go from there. But, yeah, it's an unfortunate setback for Kyron Williams. We're going to talk about Williams. We're going to talk about this running back position. we got a winners and Losers coming up next on Locked on Rams. Locked on Rams is sponsored by BetterHelp. So I think we all kind of know what's good for us and what's the right thing to do and, and the things that we're kind of supposed to get done on a given day and in a given week and a given month. But then your brain kind of gets in the way, right? That that thought process, that wheel that keeps going around and around, that you wake up in the middle of the night stuck on that one thought that goes around and around and around, and you can't quite get out of that loop along the way. Therapy can help you figure out why that's happening, what's holding back, so you can work for yourself instead of against yourself. So if you've been thinking about starting therapy, why not give better help 
a try. It is entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just have to fill out a brief questionnaire. You get matched with a licensed therapist. And if it doesn't click, you can switch therapist at any time for no additional charge. So start working for your brain. Start making sure that you're making those right decisions and get stuck or get unstuck out of that loop. Make your brain your friend with better help. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on today and get 10% off of your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. So you've also been at home, you're watching the game, you're having a good time, and you're thinking, you know what I need? I need some pizza. I need some wings. Maybe, you know, we're out of soda. We're out of, I want a burger. I want just that little something you don't have in the house. How about DoorDash, right? You give it all delivered, and you don't have to get off the couch. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to miss the game. You don't have to miss a play. Chips, ditch, not dips, nachos, anything you need to make your day better is on DoorDash, and you get it all delivered without missing a single Thing. Football season is best when you get to see it all. You can save on the best deals on groceries, restaurants, retail, and more. Get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCKED23. LOCKED23. Subject to change and terms apply. You heard me right. 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter that code LOCKED23. L-O-C-K-E-D 23. Subject to change. Terms apply. And we are off running here on Locked On Rams. Thank you for being a Locked On Rams, your first listen every single weekday, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Locked On Rams, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And a special shout out to our everyday listeners. We appreciate you rocking with us every single episode, watching, listening, and you can be an everyday listener too. It's free to join. Membership is 100% free. Just have to watch and listen to every episode, and you won't miss a thing about your Los Angeles Rams. Now, Travis, here in our second segment, so had some bad news in the first one. Got to get some good news. Got some horns up. Our yep. version of winners and losers, starting with those horns up. I'm starting with Matthew Stafford. So Matthew Stafford, a 90 PFF grade. That's elite territory. 15 for 24, 226 yards and a touchdown. But it was those big time throws. Four big time throws for Matthew Stafford. It was the second highest of the season. He actually leads the NFL in big time throws this year. You're seeing dimes. You saw the one the outright to 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 Atwell Cooper Cup at the end of the first half. His ball placement is still elite. Adjusted completion percentage at eighty four point two percent. I think it's always important to remind everyone out there: Matty Stafford still has an elite arm in this league. And it could have been better, Dmac. Right? I mean, think about it. Puka Nakua drops a touchdown that leads to a field goal along the way. Tyler Higby drops a touchdown that could have led to a field goal along the way. That it was a one touchdown day that could have very easily been a three touchdown day. And both of those balls, both to Higby and Nakua, were dots. Right? They they they, they were ten out of tens. These were perfect throws. That he is playing at an incredibly high level. And this look, this was the game plan all along for the Rams coming in this season. That have your best guys be your best guys. I, I'm going to touch on a sore spot for both of us. The Dodgers, their best guys were not their best guys. Freddie Freeman didn't show up. Mookie Betts didn't show up. Those guys weren't there. The Rams so far this season, if they're going to have any success at all, it was going to be because Cooper Cup, Matthew Stafford, and Aaron Donald all showed up and looked like the players that they are. 
and they did on Sunday. All three of those guys were tremendous along the way and certainly led by Stafford, who was has just been terrific. Much bigger challenge coming up this week against Pittsburgh, but Matthew Stafford really has not had a bad day. I know he's got a four interceptions along the way, but I would argue two for sure, and maybe three of those were the result of receiver errors and not quarterback errors. Such a great point as far as the drops by Higby and Nakua. Those should have been touchdown passes. Yep. And I think that if you look at this entire league, yeah, maybe he's not going to be top five in fantasy points. But if you need a big throw, maybe outside of Patrick Mahomes, no one's better than Matthew Stafford. He still has it. And the revenge season Stafford is on. I'm loving the revenge tour. And how about this one? You know, I love Kevin Dotson. That's my sure. next horns up. He's been one of the best guards in the NFL this season. He ranks 12 out of 83 players as far as guards go. And he's so important to this team. Give him that consistency. Great in the run game. He's been better in the run game this year than he has for his entire career. He's getting my horns up. Yeah, and, and Kevin Dotson brings something to the group that I think I've, I've mentioned before is that he's just physical and nasty and tough and a great run blocker along the way. And I think this is their best five. You know, Sean McVay said it during the, the preseason and during camp that we, we think we know what our best lineup is, but we just got to figure out who our best five are. They do have flexibility. They do have depth. They do have some guys that can play multiple positions along the way. But the five guys that they've played the last couple of weeks going left to right, you know, with A.J. Jackson and Avila on the left side, with Coleman Shelton at center, and with Dotson and Havenstein on the right side, that's clearly their best offensive line. I get it. It was Arizona, and Arizona is what it is. They play hard, but they're under-talented. They controlled the line of scrimmage. They put up 158 yards of, of rushing offense uh, the way that they did, and they did it by being physically tough. Rob Havenstein mentioned it after the game that it was an attitude adjustment more than it was a schematic adjustment, and I think Kevin Dotson is a big part of that. Joe Nopum has played well in this league at times. Uh, he's hurt right now. He's unavailable, but he's not necessarily the nasty factor that they have. Avila, nasty. Havenstein, nasty. And certainly Kevin Dotson, nasty as well. Yeah, we're seeing the importance of cohesion, right? And building chemistry with the same five guys, sure. staying out there and building that groove. Avla, getting to your secondary down there, making blocks. It's really a great thing to see after what we saw last season. When I saw Havenstein hitting him, hitting McVay with the let's keep going with the run plays, yeah. that's how you know they were hungry and they're building that identity and that attitude. So, yeah, I think it's a really positive development. I hope that they no can translate that to a different running back. I mean, the other horns up, we'll do a quick one on this one because we talked about him yesterday, but Cooper Cup led the Rams in targets with nine, receptions with seven, receiving yards with 148 for his second straight week. Got his first touchdown of the season. I think that even missing this time, we could see a 1,500-yard season from Super Cup. It, it's one of those he's, – he's one of those guys, D-Mac, that I think we're – we don't get it, right? Even, even super big Rams fans, even people that have seen him play every snap of his NFL career in a Rams uniform, I'm not quite sure we're appreciating what it is we're watching. It's not, it's not just that he's a good player. He's a great player. He's somebody that's able to do things that not many other guys are. He didn't play football for nearly a year. I mean, it was it was nearly a calendar year, and he just shows up and starts stacking 100-yard games like it's easy to do. It's not. It's really, really hard to do, and he does it virtually every game he goes out there. He, he, he's open over and over again. I know that defensive coordinators around the league, when they get in that dark room and they're they're red dotting that guy, they're putting the laser pointer on number 10 saying, this is the guy that we got to deal with. 
and he's still open by NFL standards, wide open over and over again. He's an extraordinary player. And, and, and I think this comes back to the, the theme that we've been talking about. When you have him, when you have Donald, when you have Matthew Stafford, you always have a chance. And I think that you're seeing it all over again. I think Puka had a little bit of a down week, a little bit. And down might be the wrong word, quieter week. And it's because Cooper Cup was just killing people. And, and, and it's great to have Puka kind of as that secondary option. But I hope everybody takes a second to really appreciate what Cooper Cup does week in and week out because it's not normal. Yeah, absolutely. I see people critical of Stafford for locking on to Cup when he does. I'm like, hey, if you got a Ferrari in the garage, you better drive it, right? And I think when I look at Cooper Cup, I think master of his craft, the route running, the precision, the speed. He's just fast enough to get done what he wants. I don't think he'll ever get true credit for his speed because I think he's faster than a lot of people give him credit for, but it's just fast enough. Reminds me of people talking about Jerry Rice saying he wasn't the fastest guy, but he got to his spots. That's exactly what Cooper does. And I think it's just great to see him having success, not being hindered by that hamstring. And I'm very excited about this year because the three elite players, the core members, Aaron Donald, Stafford, and Cub, they are still elite. They are still some of the best at their position in the game. So that's what has me encouraged. But coming up, we have one more horns up. And then some horns down. Very excited about this next horns up, though, Travis. But that's coming up next here on Locked on Rams. All right, let's talk about game time, DMAC. You love to go to games. I love to go to games. I think most people that are listening to Locked on Rams love to go to games. But you probably don't love trying to find tickets at the last minute. That's why you got to get the game time app and you are covered, right? Last minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals, easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area, which means games, which means concerts, which means comedy, theater, whatever it is you're looking for, killer last minute deals all in prices, views from your seats, and the best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. I Look, you've done it. I've done it. The stress of the, trying to find it at the last minute. No more. The Game Time app gets you covered, right? Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app. Create an account. Use the code LOCKEDONNFL. That's L-O-C-K-E-D on NFL, locked on NFL, and that gets you $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. It's really easy. Let me tell you one more time. You get the game time app, you create an account, and you redeem the code locked on NFL, L-O-C-K-E-D-N-F-L, locked on NFL for $20 off. Download that game time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And welcome back to Locked On Rams. Thank you for being a Locked On Rams. Your first listen every single day, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Locked On Rams, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Now, Travis, we're going to finish up this Horns Up segment with Byron Young, an 87.3 PFF grade. That was tops of any Ram on defense last week. He had five total pressures, had the strip sack on Josh Dobbs. He was active all day, especially in the run game, had four stops. And you look at the pressure rate so far this season. Yeah, Micah Parsons first, Miles Garrett second, and Byron Young third at 19.6% with a minimum of 120 pass rushes. They've absolutely hit on this rookie out of Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, that, think about the names you just talked about. That's some good company to keep when it comes to getting to the quarterback along the way. And look, this is, I think, what the Rams' philosophy was coming into this season. Is a, And Byron Young is the epitome of this, right? That – 
you get a guy like Steve Avila who you, you, you knew was an NFL player and he looked like an NFL player and performed like an NFL player basically from the moment that he showed up. But with some of these guys who are drafted a little bit further down, like you mentioned Young in the third round, do they get better? Are they starting to learn the NFL game from week to week? And, and think about what we're talking about through six weeks with Byron Young relative to what we talked about through the first week. The first week was, yeah, I don't know, man. We'll see. Like, he's got some skills, but let's see if he becomes a good football player. He's starting to become a good football player. And if that's the improvement from week one to week six, what's the improvement from week six to week 12? What's the improvement from week 12 to week 17 or 18? This is, I think, what the Rams are hoping to do. Find talent, develop talent, see how they can help you so you have some really valuable assets that you get at a, at a relatively low price with draft capital or salary, whatever it may be. And now you can, you're coming into this where you've got a bunch of money to spend in the offseason. You have a first-round draft pick. Find some starters later in the draft. And now all of a sudden you can really make some adjustments where you need maybe a little bit higher level talent. And the only way it works is if guys like Byron Young hit and he's hitting. Absolutely hitting. And you talk about some of the guys we mentioned earlier in the show, they're going to get some opportunities now, Zach Evans and yep. Trey Tomlinson, some yep. more opportunities to hit on more guys. And I think there's lots of feathers in less needs cap so far. So got to give him a lot of credit. So he's the horns up that finishes that up. Now we got to talk some horns down and based on the standard that he's set, how much progress he's made. He's been one of the stories early on in the NFL. Got to give a horns down to Puka Nakua. I mean, season <laughs> low in targets was seven at four catches, 26 yards. Did make some key catches, found some zones right there, but did drop that touchdown in the games. He's had some drops in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I think that's the one thing that when you look at him, it's been a great story. He's over 500 yards through six weeks of the season. He's been, you know, a fantasy darling, Every, everything else. He's dropped a few. And, and, and that's, you know, at that position, that doesn't last long. And I'm not throwing up a red flag or anything else, but here we, we talked about it a second ago that Matthew Stafford has been accused at times of getting locked in on Cooper Cup. Well, why does he lock in on him? A, he's open. B, he's really good. And C, he catches the ball when it's thrown to him. Well, I mean, if I were the quarterback, I'd lock in on a guy like that, too. Now, Puka's been able to get open. Puka's been able to do some things on the field. But, you know, through six weeks, there's been a, a handful of drops. That's too many. He's a rookie. It'll fix itself. I think he's a really talented guy. But that was one of those catches in the end zone, the one that he dropped. It's like, all right, man. Look, if you're going to go from cool story to really good player, that's a ball you got to hold on to. Yeah, that's where it kind of takes the momentum the opposite direction. That really has been the spot, the pimple on a model thing for yep. Nakua is the drops in recent weeks. But you did mention his ability to get open. To me, yeah. as long as he's still finding that knack for getting open, find those soft zone, breaking off his route, I still think it's just a matter of getting those hands stronger, correcting that, and really just you seeing the ball. It's very, you know, seems complicated, simple at the same time. And I think that you're also seeing the targets go down. So maybe, you know, maybe as mentally engaged every single play, maybe that's something too, but he's got to make the most of his opportunities. At the end of the day, he's still a rookie in this league that's trying to make his mark. So he has to take advantage anytime the ball comes his way. Another horns down, Travis. I got Tyler Higby, two catches, 18 yards, three targets against the Cardinals. It four catch for 48 yards in his first two games with Cub back. So that is a trend. That is a theme we're seeing is the targets, the production has gone down since the return of Cooper Cup for the two twos and the Higbees and the Nakua's. Yeah, I think that was inevitable. I'm not particularly surprised by that. I think what has to change is what we just talked about, that when it comes your way, you better make a play. 
What, what, what can happen is a drop. What can happen is, you know, not finding the open space in the zone. This is something that Tyler Higby has been very good at over the course of his career. I still, I don't know, maybe I need to, to let go of the rope. Maybe I need to move on to a thing, but I keep feeling like that big Higby game is around the corner. The, the game where maybe he gets in the end zone a time or two. And, and, and he had an opportunity against the Cardinals. He just wasn't able to hold on to the football, but Look, they're going to they're going to do what they can do against Cooper Cup. He's always going to be able to get his, but somebody else or bodies else, Nakua, Higby, Atwell only got the one target. We talked about that yesterday. Other guys are going to have to make plays when given opportunities, and more opportunities are coming up this week, D-Mac, because of what we talked about at the top of the show with the running back issues, uh, with, with no Kyren Williams, with Ronnie Rivers being very unlikely, with the inexperience you have at that position. That means you lean heavier on those tight ends and those second and third wide receiver options. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that Higby, his touchdowns are coming. He's right there. He just has to make his catch. But we've seen his track record. He's had success. He's been productive. I think that these guys are all just like we've seen the offensive line build chemistry, the receiving core, the tight end group, just kind of building this chemistry with Cooper Cup back. And I think that you're not going to see Cooper Cup go for 140 every single week. So you'll start to see some bounce. But hey, as long as he's performing like that, I'm going to yeah. Cooper Cup by Matthew Stafford. But another horns down last one. 2-2 Atwell. So this is not for him dropping balls or anything like that. He caught his lone target for 30 yards against the Cardinals, but he's had three receptions for 39 yards and a touchdown his first two weeks with Cup active. And the big thing for me is you're not really seeing him use in the slot. I mean, the big trend, everything that's in vogue right now in the NFL is using motion men. He, they're using him in motion, but not out of the slots, basically exclusively as a vertical threat. So it's going to be interesting to see how they use him moving forward. I can't believe I'm about to say what I'm about to say because I hate this play, but I think you got to bring it back. And especially this week against a, a Pittsburgh team that, you know, you're going to be going against them without a running attack really to speak of the jet sweep, right? Let's get the ball in his hands. And if we can't get the ball in his hands down the field because of coverage or decisions or whatever, let's see if there's not a way to put the ball in your fastest player's hands one or two times, just, just hand it to him. Right. We saw him do it with Tavon Austin a million years ago. We've seen him try it with what we did. The, the, the most successful version that we've seen with this was with Robert Woods. That was a play that they ran pretty successfully with Robert Woods for a few years. Uh, I wouldn't hate seeing it come back into the, uh, the play sheet a little bit more. I don't think you need to run it, you know, five times in a game, but once or twice, just to make sure that number five gets a chance to try to pop one. I, I would like to see that. I agree with you. You got to get creative with him. I think the way that teams are scheming against the Rams offense, they're trying to take away underneath routes. So I want to see some more vertical shots. If you look at some of the film and stuff, there are some opportunities to hit two, two at well deep, at least just give an opportunity. I mean, that's what he has played to his strengths is too, too fast, too, too furious, right? You got to play to his strengths. And I do want to give him credit though. I mean, the misconceptions about him, that he's not tough. I saw him in the run game, trying to get nasty with it. Got to give him credit for that. The catch, he made strong, aggressive hands. He weighs, like Sean McVay said, about a buck 50. So it's not going to break a ton of tackles. You got to get him in space and have him utilize those strengths. Yeah, I, I think that's it. That my, my criticism of Atwell has always been the same, is that every time he touches the ball or every time he's involved in a play, I'm kind of wincing and holding my breath that he's able to get back up and, and, and play for the next spot. Uh, so far, he's been a lot better at that. But like you just mentioned, D-Mac, he is not a big man. He if He's... With all his gear on, I don't know if he's 160 pounds. So he, he is a he's a smaller guy, and the more the, the more opportunities you can get him away from traffic, the better. But 
you know, the field's big, but it's not that big. There's, there's always going to be somebody near you and he's got to be careful out there for sure. Absolutely. And I think that he's going to make some plays moving forward, get the two, two train back on so. the tracks, but that's going to do it for this episode of locked on Rams. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on X and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. And as always, you can follow the people's champ, Mr. Travis Rogers on X at Travis Rogers. And until next time, whose house is locked on Rams house.